This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do you ever get a little down in life? Do you dream of that buff body but can't be bothered to actually do the work? Of course you do. We all hate ourselves a little bit. 30 minutes from now, you'll feel so comparatively intelligent, cultured, and generally superior that you'll wonder why you ever worried at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this very episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom? Yeah, really good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Um, Bit less tired from last week? Yeah, I think last week um, the feedback seemed to be reasonably decent, um, but I I left your mum's kitchen thinking, not for the first time, I left your mum's house thinking I'd let myself down a bit. Um, (laughs) I I, I personally think she put the gas on and it made us a little bit lethargic, but... Yeah, maybe. You know, we're doing the podcast from the BT Colour Farms Park and, you know, you get to a rugby club and your energy levels rise and come back to your roots, don't you? So, yeah. Pretty now, excited, and we, we've had a busy day already. Now, be before fair. we talk about the day, let's talk about our situation, Tommy, because my day has just gone up a notch. We are in, as Tommy said, we're in a corporate box at the Cardiff Arms Park, uh, BT Sport Cardiff Arms Park. Outside, there are some aca- academy pukes training, doing some skill drills and stuff, poor buggers. What do you call them, pukes? Academy pukes, yeah. All right. Vermin. So, yeah. but next to us, we can see, you can see box to box here. Uh, Dickie Holland, CEO of Cardiff Blues, is there, but also Sir Gareth Edwards sitting there having a brew with the lads. I know. And Rhys Williams, ex-Wales fullback, but Gareth Edwards in there, for God's sake. Man of the people, isn't he? Not many... He's probably got a little bit of whiskey in that tea, mind. Yeah, I reckon he has. Now, let me now let me um, tell you one quick thing before we talk about what we've been up to about Gareth Edwards. OK, I can't wait. I was at a dinner for a certain car brand that I won't mention, um, and... It was a Jaguar dinner years ago, and so I have mentioned it. And I was sitting on a table with various guys, like Steve Redgrave was on our table. Um, he didn't have a clue who I was. Another night. I knew, yeah, I knew who he was, but he wasn't the most chatty fella, I've got to say. Um, there were lots of cool people. Anthony Joshua was there. Anthony Joshua was seriously cool. This is a tangent, but here we go. Anthony Joshua taps me on the shoulder when halfway through the dinner and says, mate, can I, is this seat spare? I said, 
well, it's actually not, but you can have it for a minute because I reckon whoever comes back will probably let you sit in it. And he's like, how'd you get your neck so big? And I said, oh, I was kind of born like it. He goes, oh, you didn't play rugby. And he's like, I really want to get my neck big. I'm working on my game, my body, and my, I need to get my neck big and strong. Yeah. And I do. The, I did this... Um, when, when, it, like, when he's talking about neck, surely he means traps because... Let's be honest, mate, you don't really have a neck. Not really, no, but that's kind of, that's the effect he wanted. He wanted to make his neck disappear. Okay. I said just he get... He wanted a, to look like Ram Man. I said, get Danny Grucott and uh, Tony Copsey in the old days, chuck them up in the air and let them land on your head a few times and your neck goes. Perfect. Um, so anyway, I, gave, I actually got a napkin out and a biro and wrote down, wrote down the neck workout I used to use as a rugby player. And ages, ages later, I get this message on Twitter and it's just a picture, copied me in, he didn't know who I was, but obviously yeah. he found out or something, and he copied me in and said, still doing it, bro, routine really helping, and he's got the actual napkin in a plastic wrapper at the gym. He broed you as well. Still doing it, broed me, man. He's probably going like, to frame that napkin. Broed me, man. So I said, man, I'm even saying man, because I'm talking about cool people. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me, at that dinner, one of the guys on my tables, a, a, a guy called Scott, who, who's uh, he's actually a, a disabled athlete, so he's wheelchair-bound, He's got one shoulder that isn't in great nick and one shoulder that is. So he does he does uh, wheelchair shot put, right? Yeah, I'm with you a so cool far. Bloke. He's, a, he's a Gloucester supporter, which is a great shame, but his, his family came to Bath to watch games and stuff and we played against Gloucester and he's a top fella, actually, and got good chat. And anyway, he knew Gareth Edwards from before and Gareth Edwards walked over and he's like, Gareth, Scott, hey! And Gareth goes, hey! And like goes to shake one hand and whack him on the, sh- whack him on the shoulder to say hi. Mm. And as he goes to whack him, he's like... And he whacks him on the back of his shoulder and his shoulder dislocates at the table in his tux. It was absolutely terrible. I don't think it hurt that much, but I think it hurt quite a lot. I'm looking at him now and he's, yeah. he's still and he in, was he's like, like what's happened? Nick. And he's like, shoulders out, shoulders out. And they got that to get this bloke out of there. And they thought we'll, his mum and dad were like, don't worry, we, we'll deal with it. And he didn't come back in. It ended his night, dislocated this lad's uh, shoulder in his wheelchair. And Gareth Edwards just carried on like nothing was wrong. And got knighted. He didn't actually. He... Yeah, he was actually quite remorseful. But, he, but he's, was, he's a legend in these parts, so mate. awkward. You've got to be fairly decent player to have a statue of you in the shopping centre in St David's. Yeah. Which it is. But well, I, t- I, I tell my kids it's me, and they don't know the difference. They don't know the difference today. It's when no. daddy had hair. Mm. But then um, the thing is, it's one thing, you've got to be a certain sort of level of legend to have a statue built of you in Cardiff, but you've got to be an even bigger legend for it to be in Cardiff and not get vandalised. Yeah. And his isn't vandalised, as far as yeah. I can see. It's indoors as well, which certainly helps. You know, mm. so pigeons. Of course it does. They've got it. no respect. But, yeah, Gareth is on the board here at the Cardiff Blues, so that's why, you know, you mentioned you often bump into him, and, that, and that's why you do. Yeah, he's often here, isn't he? Yeah. He's an active board member. So uh, what have you been up to, Tommy? Well, let's remember, let's not forget, we had a dinner on Wednesday, didn't we? We had an NSPCC dinner in the Marriott Grosvenor Square, which you kindly hosted for me. Yeah, that, is, that much is true. Um, that and feels was good, like about a month ago. It was a good laugh, though, wasn't it? We had Adam Jones, we had Martin Williams and James Haskell on a panel, and Flats hosted it, emceed it. Yeah, it was um, good fun, actually. It wasn't everyone's cup of tea, but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I think whenever you... I take it you were new to James Haskell. I don't know, was that your first event with James Haskell? Yes. Because people don't... Live, first live event. I mean, yeah. you've just got to go on Twitter to see him posting videos. Of course, everyone feels like they know him because he's, he's omnipresent. But I, I, you know, I love... He calls himself Marmite, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure he is Marmite because I think once you've met him, I think it's quite difficult not to like him, actually. Yeah. Um, he kind of grows on you like mildew. Um, I, he's, he was great value. And Nugget and Bomb are always great value. But Haskell, because he was probably a little less known to that crowd, a few Welshies in the room, he was... 
he was genius actually one, yeah. of his, one of his main points was and it was a serious point we're here NSPCC you know for, you know, for effectively for child protection Wales NSPCC the Welsh version the Welsh arm and it's like the first thing you can do is get them out of fucking Wales mm. and that is not a bad point that is not a bad point but yeah it was good fun actually yeah, we had a good comedian, Kev Orkane. Um Oh, man, he's funny. He is very good. He does, like, a, a Borat type of act, really. Um, and very good on the piano. Yeah. And, and singer as well, so he sort of incorporates all that into his act. He was, uh, he was good. He got the crowd going, didn't he? Yeah, it was, mm. and it was, for me, as a comedy set, it was probably, and this is quite a long time, it was probably 10 or 15 minutes too long, but... It worked amazingly. Like mm. no, no one should be able to stand up there for that long at the end of a long dinner, and hold you like that. Because everyone is kind of just wants to go to the toilet or is pissed or whatever. Wants he a cigarette. Was, he wants a swag. He was class. He was absolute what'd class. What did you say? What did you say? He was class. Very very funny. Kev Orkian. Is it Orkian? Yeah. Kev Orkian. Yeah. I would I would hire him if I done dinners, but I don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really good fun. What wasn't so much fun was getting back to my hotel at about one. I didn't drink at the dinner. But I was working obviously, but I got back about one, and then at four thirty in the morning, I was back in the whip, straight in the whip. Uh, so that was quite an expensive hourly rate at that hotel, and uh, I had to drive up to Burton on Trent, I think it's called, where St George's Park is, which is where the England football team trains. So I did a, a sort of a corporate day with the McLaren F1 mechanics team. It was absolutely fascinating. It was brilliant. Mm. Sports psychologist there, and some ama- some amazing people there. So that was actually really light, really good fun. But it was um, it was an it was an eight hour driving day, Tommy. But yeah. that's all right. You know, I was like, mate, like David Brent, just life on the road, isn't it? I uh, I spoke at a rugby club. No, no, sorry, not a rugby club, a football club on Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's a town up mid Wales, uh, Carisus, it's called. Never heard of it. No, um, place called Newtown, and they, they've had all uh, all the footballers and stuff like that. So they wanted to try something different. So I went along and spoke there. And you are quite different. Yeah, unique. Weird. Yeah. The only thing was I had to keep explaining who people were, you yeah. know, because they don't know who James Hook is or Andy Powell is. You know, you've got to... Every time you talk about someone, you've got to actually explain who they yeah. were and what they've done. Quite a tough gig, that. Yeah, it, it was quite tough, and you can feel that, you know, when you're up there and, you know, you're not getting yeah. as many laughs as you normally get. The comedian was really good again. Yeah. Pete Emmett, worked with him a few months ago. He, brilliant because he just picks on people. Yeah. Non-stop. Um, so I thought, well, I better do something after speaking to give myself legend status. So I did a bit of arm wrestling with the boys. <laughs> you so, know where I'm coming that from. That is don't so you? Welsh working man's club. Yeah, yeah. Pints on the head, bit of arm wrestling, but I was picking my battles though. You know, one wanted to do left-handed, and I said no. I, no just get my shoulder. Shoulder up. Yeah, it's just it's just weak now. I'm all right-handed, so it's all right. I mean, I could probably do it, but if it comes out, we're miles from the hospital. Mm. Yeah. Um, so picked my battles well. Yeah. Undefeated. Yeah. And uh, went away th- with like three cheers. What well I mate? Like Goodwill Hunting carried me out. What well I mate? Um, it was actually I did a bit of, I did a bit of work at the weekend. I commentated on or I did a studio game on Friday night. Montpellier played Northampton. It was. Um, Let's save that because there there were there were some epic tries and passages of play in that, and I I don't want to skip over that. Okay. Because Nandolo. Oh my God. He won't help you. Oh my God. He is. Oh God won't help me, no. Yeah. Nandolo's crazy. But anyway, the next day I was at Sarri's, but it was my birthday actually on Saturday, Tom. Yeah, I know. I put a picture up on Twitter. We had a lot of response. Oh, that's nice of you actually. When I had yeah. hair, wasn't it? Mm. Mm. 
I actually, you did used to shave my head then, but I had a lot of stitches in the top of my head, which I could, wouldn't your, stop splitting. Yeah, your sort of look back then was like Kenzie off Blazing Squad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd sort of gelled it down. Blazing Squad. Yeah. Crossroads. Yeah. You used to gel it right don't down. Forget, don't forget, mate. I didn't gel oh, it right down. You did. Gravity brought it down. I just gelled it. But it, we used to go to Eros Nightclub in Enfield, which is a very Greek and Cypriot area. And because I look Greek or Cypriot, I honestly think that it gave me an advantage there. Do you know what I think my downfall was? Because Your looks? <laughs> yeah, that. Skin tone? Don't have got the eyes, mate. Sorry, mate. Stigmatism I've had since the age of five. Um, didn't call you whale, man. Uh, Red Dax. Do you remember that? Red Dax? No, what's that? Remember Dax Wax? Do you remember Dax Wax? Yeah. Well, I used to have a red tub, and it was so thick. It was like engine grease or something like that, and I used to put that on my hair, but... When I put it on my hair, the hair used to come out with it. It was that thick, so... Jeepers. Yeah. Why do you use that? Is that why it's gone, all gone now? Yeah, that's, that's why I think so. Um, do you know what? I was talking to... A, I'm genuinely going to keep him anonymous because you will all know who he is. I'll tell you after... No, I won't tell you afterwards because then it's not fair on our listeners. But a close friend of mine and someone you know very well who played rugby for England and he's a great-looking man, um, he noticed a bald patch on the back of his head, like down the bottom, not in the normal biscuit place, like where I've got a crepe head like you and I've got. He, he noticed a bald patch, and then he was like, that's a bit odd, what's that? Left it, and then he's like, hang on, it hasn't gone away, there's another one, and there's one in my beard. Stress? Well, he went, not stressed, he went to the doctor and they said, you're stressed. He's like, I'm telling you, mate, and if you knew what I was talking about, he's not, not, a, stressed, not a stressed out guy, the opposite. Yeah. And he was like, I'm not stressed at all, but my hair's falling out, and he goes, take these... Um, you not injections, but you get this little mini syringe applicator thing, and you rub this stuff on it daily yeah. when you brush your teeth in the morning, and the hair will grow back. It's basically a form of alopecia. Yeah, I think it was alopecia, and it really worked. And he had these patches in his beard and back of his head, and it really worked. And it still he still uses it daily now because it kept coming back. He looks great. Danny's all right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I was wondering. Like, I asked him, would it work? Would it not work on my head? Like, if I rubbed it all over my head every day, yeah. wouldn't it be super, super uber lols if, over time, if I'd, we had an off-season and I just came back like Castro Giovanni and he's had, like, long, crazy hair? Even he's going bald, but he's yeah. got so much hair that you can't tell. But surely, if it works for alopecia, it would work for us, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Do you reckon? I mate, mean, go for it. What can, you, what can happen? I want to go what, for it what, with what you. What have you got to lose? More with dignity. But That's gone, actually. No. Uh, I want to do. I want to do it with you, though. Okay. Mm. Two so, things I want to try. One is that. Two is human growth hormone. But should we not get onto that? Okay. No. Yeah, because it's illegal, and I wouldn't do it anyway. The last thing I need to do is grow. Um, um, so it's an interesting birthday, Tommy. So I got yeah. home about half past eight on my birthday. Mate, but that's any, all right. Any nice presents? Um, I got a really nice jumper from my mum that didn't fit. I got an air an air fryer from my wife that I didn't want. I've asked her to return. Gave mum the jumper straight. Can back I just as ask well. you what's an air fryer, mate? It's one of these things, you know you have a deep fryer, so you deep fry chips or something, yeah. or Mars bars, and they're really unhealthy. Yeah. These do it with effectively, I think it's a tiny bit of oil and hot air, so it tastes the same, tastes great, but you use hardly any fat at all. Yes. So it's meant to be a really healthy way of frying stuff, but I don't fry stuff. No. So it was a bit, it was my wife panicking about your not, health, can't your get health, anything. your weight, my weight, your cholesterol. She bought me a gorgeous pair of shoes from Herring Shoes, my buddy Adrian Herring's uh, shoe company. Yeah. They're not a sponsor, but I've got loads of their shoes. I really like them. Yeah. I've not got a pair, but I, 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 think I, like I, I think I used to be an ambassador or something. Anyway, we're mates now. He's a, he's a great guy. And um, he's got a Ferrari and his number plate's Brogues. Of course he has. So they didn't fit. They've gone back. Um, and my dad got me a book called Two Owls at Eton, 
I'm only a couple of chapters in, but so it's about a bloke who that is so you. Went that to title Eton. is so you. It's bloody not. We're from Maidstone. Anyway, it's really really good so far. Oh cool. We've had an interesting morning. Anyway, today haven't we we're we're here in Cardiff, as we said. We've just done some little pre Six Nations videos for the BBC down in mm. Poncana Fields. Mm. Really enjoyed that actually. Yeah, he did. You part where you want as well, can't you? Yeah. Lost for directions. Just pulls up in his four x four. Parks literally in the park, not even in the car park. Doesn't even get a ticket. Straight out. I just think, mate, park arrogance. With, park, no, park with confidence. And do you know what? Very occasionally I get a ticket, but the amount I've saved on paying displays through just whacking it somewhere that's not in anyone's way, but is convenient for me. I never get anyone's way. The moment I've, if I get a ticket today, which I didn't, I've still got my nose in front. You know, I'm. Don't forget, I'm. I've from the same city that Jeremy Guscott's from and Nick Abendanen's from and Ollie Barkley's from and those boys do what they want so I just copy them I've not um, I've not seen a man who likes dogs and welcomes dogs in the middle of filming like you it's incredible oh, yeah, but they come into the little shot yeah. that dog that fluffy dog that came over we're mid we're mid shoot and he just walks over and stops between us for a stroke you just stop there you couldn't you you know it's a little bit awkward you know oh, the noises you make so and, and the and the stroking technique you were using but he was all arthritic and limping and that was that disabled collie yeah oh so cute so this collie back legs didn't work completely didn't work at all um, for whatever reason and his mum he's not his mum his his owner Mm. had him had a set of wheels he had had his back legs stuck into a little brace with wheels on it and he pulled himself along with his front legs quite slow but he got along and they had a little ball they chucked him a little ball for him to play with did you have pets when you were younger I had um yeah, I had cats. I'm allergic to cats. My mum always had minimum two or three cats. Really? And, uh, I'm still allergic to them now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Not a great pet, though. It was a budgie. Oh, what's the point? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was, only young. Out of I was only young, though. Uh, yeah, his wings were clipped, though. So if you Sorry? let it out, his wings were clipped. Oh. Him. I don't even know. Was it him? Um, yeah, it was it him. What was it called? Steve. Stevie. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and one day it, it actually died um, without my knowing. So my parents went out, spent all day looking around bloody pet shops to try and find a re- replacement. Re- yeah. Repl- re- yeah. Replacement you know. budgie. Yeah, replica yeah. budgie. Replica budgie. And eventually they managed to find one um, in the last shop they went to, and it was the owner's. Oh, yeah. So got charged a bit more, double, yeah. basically, and bought it home and in the hope that I wouldn't realise. Yeah. But I did. Did you? Yeah, killed that one as well. <laughs> That is a joke. <laughs> that is a joke. Oh, I'm going um, into that then. Yeah. Um, no, but it's been a it's been a good morning. Yeah, so, I really enjoyed it actually. Some some of these filming days can. Um, this is not a complaint. We're very lucky to do this stuff for sort of one of our mm, funny little jobs. But um, it, it can it can really drag when you do it. You tell a joke and. I don't know Shanks is going to say it. He doesn't know I'm going to say it. We have a bit of fun. And they say, right, can you do it again, please, and do this. And the, mic's, the mic didn't... And the, it's, you know, yeah, it's never the same, is it, when you've got to do it second Never the time same. So, then, because we're in Cardiff, there's police sirens going off everywhere because of the amount of crime here. And um, it's kind of continue. It can be a bit brutal, but it, these guys have made it super easy, didn't they? Yeah, they did. They did. So on today's show, we're going to have a... Or podcast. We're going to have a bit of a chat Pod. about uh, the European quarterfinals. Yeah. And what a weekend of sport it's been. Yeah. Uh, we've got to touch on the squads that have been announced. So yeah. most of the squads are now being announced. Different captain in Wales. Yeah. Um, 
and also some of the other talking points Lot of, of rugby. Of stuff. Ben, stuff. Ben Ryan's in. Ben Ryan's as in. As a consultant Wales. in Wales. Um, England aren't allowed to use their mobile phones anymore. Or less. Clive never used to let anyone use their mobile phones at or there were no iPads there. You weren't allowed to use your mobile outside your hotel room. Really? Yeah, you weren't allowed it in the hotel. No mobiles around the hotel, no flip-flops. Okay. Because flip-flops don't help your feet, but they look. that wasn't the point. You look scruffy. And when you're amongst the team, you should be talking to each other, not looking at your phones. Okay. I actually quite like that rule. Good point. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So, Big Dave, you mentioned you were covering the Montpellier-Northampton game. Yeah. I want to start with that because oh. Nandolo scoring that try. Well, can, I, can I say three things about that game? Um, yeah, if you're, if you're quick. Tim Arna Harrison, very, very good. Looked amazing. Very, very you good. You are right. Powerful. I think he's played his way certainly onto the bench. I think you're right. He's been, he was fantastic again. And Ethan Waller who is second choice loosehead to his brother Alex at Saints, has just signed for Worcester Warriors, and that looks a good piece of business and an improving piece of business. You are only saying that because you had a go at them for squatting, not going below 90 mm. before, and they've called you out, so that's true, you know, actually. you've actually... That's true. You've you made he, sure you've put that that's in. That's true, he was crap, um, but I just want to. I just feel guilty about saying he doesn't squat deep enough. Yeah, cool. And your third point? Uh, Namali Nandolo is a freak show. Yes, his offload ability. Do you know what I liked about it? For, uh, the, his try was it was an unbelievable try. It was like Loman West, wasn't it? Yeah. Five players he beat. Um, George North had a half attempt at a tackle towards the end. Terrible D. Didn't really want to know. No. But do you really want to know when? Aikens yes, was... it's your job to want to know. Whack him. At least if he knocks yeah. you off, whack him. You are right, you are right. But what I like most is when he scored the try, he was running back and his rig was out. Full view. Brilliant. And uh, he, he's got a bit of a rig on him. When I say rig, nick, is he? I, when I say rig, I mean no, I mean stomach. You know, it was a bit of a dub. It was coming over the side of the shorts. Yeah, um, he's not a chiselled athlete. What he is is just a 
hunger of a bloke who is just all his natural talents. He's fast. Oh. He's like Rapenny Thao Thao. Yeah. You know, yeah. That type of body shape, but taller. Yeah. You know, he, not in probably great nick when he takes his top off, but do you need to be in great nick no. vis- visibly? No. He's, a bit good. he's not a bodybuilder. He needs to be a rugby player. And Exactly. Some players benefit from pure physical conditioning, like, like a Haskell. He is a pure physical athlete. Mm. He's actually hands are much better than people think, and he's more skillful than people assume. I yeah, think when he but, turns them around. But uh, yeah, <laughs> when he takes them out of his boots. Yeah, um, but snake I, hands. Yes, yeah, so, but I think he's, I, you know, his his game is based around physical capability. Didn't but, he spend a bit of time at Exeter first, and it, Nandola? Yeah, he did. Yeah, 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 didn't work for him. No, didn't didn't pick him. But I mean, it was an astonishing try that he scored. His offload. Uh, for let me get it right. Uh, I've forgotten his name. Back row, wasn't it? Galatier's try. Mm. Galatier's try down this. That that offload was outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. But it helps when your hands are. I said this on the telly. It must help when your hands are about three feet across because you can hold the ball like a cricket ball and do anything with it. Mm. But his try was very Lomo esque. Defence was appalling, but the defence was appalling because they're all terrified because I even think, at that level, he's a freak. I think it was one of the PCs um, at 15 got his head in totally the wrong shape. Yeah. Wrong side, just ran straight over him. Luckily, actually... see Tuala, it was. Tuala. Yeah. No, luckily for him, you know, he wasn't. He didn't have an HIA. George, George, for, uh, George North came across and actually hit him quite hard, chest on shoulder. Yeah. But nothing like hard enough to stop him. It like, wasn't it wasn't really a tackle. He didn't even go down. No, we all, we all it didn't, didn't it knock a body him check. off strike. Didn't knock him off strike. Yeah. I mean I would have just, you know, smashed the knees together, got him down straight away, rolled underneath him, um, stole on the ball and said, What are you worried about? I was thinking about ways to stop him. I reckon a trank gun, a little zoom, zoom, like a trank dart would get him. Yeah. But you need a couple right in the neck. Uh, but you know, we see George North ball in hand as a potential and he, freak. And he's big, isn't he, George? He, George is really big, mm. and he genuinely looks... He was like a boy hitting a man. It, honestly, he is enormous. And I commentated on a game recently. They played in their white away kit, Montpellier. Yes. It? And he ran out, and I was like... You know, it's like, it's like being at school when the opposition's got one big kid. You're like, holy shit, look at the size of him. Yeah, when, I, enormous. when I moved back to London, um, I played for Middlesex for a bit. So I was 16 years old. I always remember Andrew Sheridan being that big kid. Yeah. And he played for... Sorry. Yes. So whenever we played... And he was um, he was back row at the time then. Yeah. So he moved from the back row to second row to prop. Yeah. So he's gone straight... And he was always that bloke who was that much bigger than everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I used to knock him in his arse. Easy. Oh, you know, of hooks, you hooks and handles. Do you know what? I remember playing England 21s with Sherry, right? He was in the second row then and I was at Loosehead. Um, and... Which is how it should have stayed. Unfortunately, he turned out to be a really good lucid. Um Ruined my career, my life. Um, he didn't really. He's a wonderful guy. So he was playing second row, and he was a big ball carrier for us at 21s. And he took the ball off nine. And who was the nine? Let me tell you. James Grindle was, was the nine, I think. Yeah, he spent a bit of time in Newcastle, is that yeah, right? Yeah, he did. And yeah. Bristol. Yeah, great guy. And a lovely guy. And um, Good guess. We used to fancy his mum, which is really inappropriate, but we did. So he, Sherry took this short ball off nine, and Stephen Jones was at 10 for the... Uh, Wales 21s yeah and it was like 10 minutes in so Sherry was fresh and he was like <laughs> Sherry was like super aggressive kind of, Steve Jones is a good defender as Mate, well Sherry is super aggressive yeah. like really confrontational and he steamed into Stephen Jones and Stephen Jones whacked him right around the waist hooked his legs and picked him up and excuse my language there as he was as he picked him up and lifted him and not buried him backwards like a dump tackle I used to call it Yeah, he said have that you big fucker <laughs> to Sherry and we were like whoa the Count. Yeah, the Count said that. And Good he was man. properly up for it. And yeah. we lost We lost that game. 
and that was I honestly think that was one of the reasons why he, he just one hit and Sherry was actually the best player on the field in the end but he did bury him in that hit I used to love Stephen Jones's face when either he scored or someone else scored and it's an important try the most aggressive face you'll ever yeah. see and he used to gurn and these fangs used to come out because that's what they, they call him the Count because he looks like Count Dracula he's white face black he's hair he's whiter than me if that's yeah. possible yeah he is jet black hair and um, you know, he's got canines as well yeah uh, honestly, the most aggressive celebrator. You know yeah. Me? But remember Andy Beatty, or you know Beast, yeah. played six for Bath eight hundred and ninety times or something. We used to just do video replays of him um, celebrating tries that he didn't score, which was hilarious. He once ran in and headbutted Matt Stevens in celebration so hard that he split Matt Stevens' forehead through Matt Stevens' scrum cap. Come on! And then once he couldn't get to anyone because he was on the wing, yeah, he started hitting himself in the head in celebration and then when penalties went against you it was honestly like you'd burnt his house down just the most competitive guy like emotional guy you know? yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that yeah, yeah. Love um, that. so the quarterfinals have been drawn for yeah I mean, the Champions Cup we won't really touch on the Challenge Cup um, too much well Bartha Bartha through to the quarterfinals so what's the point in and the Blues turning up? Blues beat Bristol the yeah weekend. they're not going to beat Bartha they mate wow they got Gloucester I think first and then looks like Edinburgh and then probably meet Ospreys in the final, or Welsh final, uh, whatever. Anyway, Claremont are playing at home to Toulon. Oh, so, yeah. Biggie, Claremont win. There you go, that's... Claremont... What I like, what's funny about Claremont is, talk about budgets, right? And everyone goes nuts about um, allegedly Saris or allegedly Bar spending more than everyone else. Nick Abendon has an injury last week, so yeah. they start at full-back with two over, 36 all-black caps. He gets a bit of a knock. Goes off. Oh no! Our top two fullbacks are out. They bring on Scott Spedding, current French international. They're their three fullbacks: Bendy, Tuasova, and Spedding. The That's South their three fullbacks. Ridiculous. The South African Frenchman. Yeah. Mm. The Safranco. Safranco. Um, Ridiculous. So, that, so you're, you're picking Claremont. Oh yeah. yeah. I, if I had if I had fifty quid in the world, I'd put it on Claremont. I think it's a tough one to call. I don't. I, I, we've not seen the best of Toulon. No. Certainly not. But. They you, were still, really... you still look at their firepower they've got. And oh, yeah. They're just not clicking. They basically. were super powerful against Saris at the weekend. I was at that game and they... Saris deserved to win. It was actually, I think, with the people Saris had missing, that was... Mate, what about that try? One of their best wins. What, what about that try from... Well, to the, us over. The try that wasn't given. Do you know what Mike Ford said after the game? Really interesting. I said to Mike Ford, what do you do as a coach... When you see that happen, because Tuasso was walking in, effect, he's just completely unopposed. He, he goes to try and put the ball down with one hand, and he actually kicks the ball out of his hand with his foot. It's like Gazza used to do that joke with front of the press, where he tries to pick up the football and yes. kicks it out of his own hands. It was like a, it was like a match fixing. It was that bad. Mm. And um, I said to Mike Ford, "What, what do you think?" And he was like, "Mate, he's never played on a four G before. He didn't want to dive. He just didn't want to dive. He didn't know what the surface was like." Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, really? And he goes, yeah, I can't think of any other reason. He always dives. And he didn't want to dive because he didn't know the surface. Like, oh, my God. Scared of diving on 4G. Scared of diving on 4G. Anyway, they're through. Yeah. But um, they do have so much power. But I just, Claremont, Claremont just don't lose that at home. I think, I think I'll go with you on that one, mate. So I'm okay, going to put a, a circle okay, around Claremont. Okay. Um, Quarterfinal number two, Leinster versus Wasps. <laughs> oh, cracker. I know. Cracker. Leinster at, at home. Um, so yeah. home advantage they've been playing very well so far um, I think if both of those teams were to the peak of their abilities on the day I would go with the Wasps would you? yes I just think 
the all-round package they offer and the skills and the players yeah. they've got outweigh Leinster just. But Leinster are just the, the consistent team, aren't they? Like don't the make th- many mistakes. They do all the yeah. basics well. They create tries. Um, you know, their set piece is good. You know, they've got, they've got a, a very solid number 10 in Sexton. They, they've got quality all around. Yeah. And they're your safe bet. But when Wasps want to and, you know, when everything goes right for a team, they, they can cut anyone to shreds. Yeah, I just I look at Leinster and think that when it really comes on, when it's come on this season, they've looked a really bright team, like mm. clever, defend really well. I think Ringrose in the centre is just absolute class. He's like a carbon copy of Bod, isn't he? He's just like a carbon copy. Yeah, we call um, him Bod because we know him well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you do um, anyway. I mean, we're, we're practically soulmates now. Did you know I just Brian O'Driscoll's birthday's on the same day as mine? Oh, that's fate. Mm. It's funny being in a room as someone like this. It's going to sound really wanky, and I never really thought about it before. But my um, one of my mates that night when I got home mentioned it to me. He's like, "So you're in a little room with the other BT Sport guys or whatever? How often are you in a room with someone? Um, as someone, you know, bearing in mind you played for Bath and Sarries for all those years, and you played for England a few times and all that. How often are you in a room with someone whose birthday's on the same day who makes you look like an absolute amateur, like you achieve nothing? <laughs> it's like." Uh, yeah, not that often, but Brian yeah. does that. Brian does that, mm. um, which is nice of him. Yeah, so who, who are you picking there, mate? Ring, Ring Rose I love. I think Le- Leinster, I think, defend well enough that they will be able to deal with Wasps. I'll be I'll be completely frank with you, Tommy. I really want Wasp to win that one, but, but I think Leinster will win that. OK, well, with difference in opinion there, I'm going with Wasps. OK, circle them. OK, they're done. Um, Quarterfinal number three, Saracens v Glasgow. Now, Glasgow oh. at the weekend demolished Leicester you know know, sometimes you get to play in games like that where everything goes right no matter what you try you could think of a a move off the cuff or a line off the cuff or or something different and it just works for you it was one of those days for Glasgow that no matter what move they called no matter what they did it just went to plan it was like at some stages you look at that game and Andy Nichols said it the comment he said it's like a a training run it's like a a team training run the day before a game where you go through different phases, semi-opposed. I've not seen Leicester that bad. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I, to be yeah. hammered by that much. And I know Glasgow were good and, you know, they're, they're, a lot of their players, fabulous when they're, lot of their well. players are on huge form. Finn Russell, again, is real, really putting his hand up for a Lions place. Mm. I, I know he does some, some stupid stuff, but that's part of... It's part of him and his character and how good he is because you don't know what he's going to do, so you can't take your eyes off him. When you're looking at a number 10 like that, there's going to be space elsewhere. And mm. he's compared to Gregor Townsend, and you know that is a very good comparison because you know I grew up watching the likes of Gregor Townsend, and he was. He was magical. Mm. It's like he went to Hogwarts or something like that. Yeah, he was magical. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, Glasgow are fabulous when they're playing well I just think Sarries get a couple of key guys back they'll have Brad Barrett back he makes a massive difference in defence yeah in defense, he, does. he does he does and he doesn't okay he's not the most creative player in the world but he gets Sarries over the game line and he defends brilliantly which is what they want from him um, I'd go I'm going home win yeah I'm going to take Saracens as well I thought I know. But I just by the way, Glasgow, I, I also haven't seen I haven't seen Leicester that I haven't seen them play like that. I'm going to say ever at Welford Road. We we'll get never on. We we'll like get it. on some questions after because we've had a lot of questions on them. Have but we, yeah. what's interesting is both those teams play on a 4G, so they'll be used to it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of teams that go to Saracens, the likes of Toulon won't be used to play on that. Yeah. But, but Glasgow will. So it makes for a, an interesting year. But I agree with you. As, as good as Glasgow have been this year, I'm not quite sure they'll have enough for Saracens. Saracens, they know what it takes to win. They grind out wins. They don't. They haven't been scoring many points at the moment, but they've been winning. Mm-hmm. And and also they're very well drilled. A little mini, a little mini match up in there. If Mako's back in time, I'm not sure when Mako's back. But Macover and Apola in the front row up against Xander Fagerson, who plays for Glasgow, mm. who is one of my tips for the Lions squad, if not the starting 23, the match 23. Only 21. Scottish, tight head, doesn't happen very often in Scotland. But that match-up would be great, because I really think Mako and Xander Fagerson are two guys who are genuinely in line for starting roles with the Lions, who could be in there. So, nice little match-up. I think nearly the whole of the Glasgow backline <coughs> will play for Scotland. Yeah. Yeah, they're just fantastic to watch, aren't they? I'd hate yeah. to play against them. I'd hate it. Dunbar's a big bloke in the centre. Yeah. Mark Bennett is rapid. Seymour's on a different level at the moment. He's a starting line for me. He is. We've said this before, but he's just Hog getting better and better. As well, fifteen. There's there's not a better fifteen in Northern Hemisphere rugby. I don't think than Stuart Hogg at the moment. He kicks as well. He does the long range, sort of Elliot Daly sort of style of kicks. Yeah. Um, and ball in hand, kicking game, defence. He's got everything at the moment. And do you know what? I know we're at Cardiff and it's topical. By the way, a mate of mine is in um, real estate in Cardiff. Can I just say one more thing about Hogg before we, oh, we, yeah. we lose him? Um, yeah. Is that he creates as well. He's not just a, a 15 that runs lines off people. You know, He actually creates space for others, which is a bonus, like Alex Good does. Yeah, yeah. Um, a buddy of mine is in real estate in Cardiff and uh, never got me a decent deal, by the way. But he told me that Lee Halfpenny's just bought a house in Cardiff. Really? That's what I'm saying, mate. I mean, to be fair, I once bought I once bought a flat in Bristol. Never went to Bristol, but he has bought he's bought a flat in Cardiff. So you never know, boy. You never know. But I would say now I would honestly say that Stuart Hogg is in a different league from Lee Halfpenny. What do you reckon his nickname is? Stuart Hogg. Mm. I think it's Pigface. Yeah, it's got to be in that. It's definitely not Pigface. Freckly. Uh, pig something. Pig's not. Pit no. Hoggy. Hoggy. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, roasty. Yeah. yeah. He, he's fab, he's fab. So um, I'm going home victory again to Saris. Yep, same. Quarterfinal number four is Munster versus Toulouse. Oh, mega. Only one winner. Rugby. Two, two massive Rugby. names. Rugby. Rugger, Rugger Union. Uh, yeah, uh, M- Munster, Munster reasonably comfortably. I reckon that could be the most comfortable win of all the quarters. Now, I know you're going to copy me because you do a lot of stuff and then you use it on TV, so take credit for it all. But I tip Munster to win this Heineken Cup or the Champions mm. Cup, whatever you want to call it, it'll still be the Heineken Cup, no matter what you say. Um, Don't say that, it's not, it's the European Champions I Cup. I think Munster to win it. I think from the way they've been playing all the way through this year, it it just fits perfectly for them. Do you um, know what we should do? We should have a little wager on it. Okay. And if I say Saris, you say Munster, and if one of our teams wins, the other one isn't allowed to shave his head for 12 weeks. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that would be oh. horrific. That would be horrific. Well, I, I would look like a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. I'd look awful. I'd like Terry Nutkins. Yeah, you would. Um, no, I, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, no, that's such a long time. But let's have a little wager on it, though. Let's do something. So, Sarri's win. You have to. If one of our team teams wins, the other one has to mm, pay for lunch. But that's too easy. Yeah, we'll have a think. Maybe you guys can decide yeah, what the loser has to do. But keep it real. Like, I, what we could do something like remove all body hair. We well, haven't got any of you. You shave your legs. Um, no, you don't actually. 
uh, so, something realistic because stuff like do a marathon, not doing that. I'm not. I'm not not shaving my head for twelve weeks because it would just be awful. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be working in my own house. Think something, a, something realistic that we can do. Have, have a think and, and tweet us in and let us know. Yeah. And one of us will do it. So to, to clarify, Flats is going for Saracens. I'm going for Munster. If they don't win it, all bets avoid. All right. Yeah. Um, done. But CJ Stander, mate. Mm. We've had a chat about him before. He is outstanding. He. <laughs> PJ Stander is absolutely amazing. Um, mm. No, so powerful off off the back of the scrum in the Got tackle area. He built to play rugby. Do you know he incredible. reminds me of Luke Watson? I played with at Bath, who splits opinion, but not as a player. Very loose player, actually looser than CJ Stander. But he wasn't as big as CJ Stander. But you watch him carry ball into contact, and it's like this guy is just built to collide with other people he's built to carry the rugby ball he reminds me a little bit of David Wallace but probably yeah. a little bit bigger yeah. thicker set yeah um, because Wally probably wasn't as I don't think it was as compact as Stander but Stander you know just looking at the guy running into contact oh torpedo-esque it's, it's just so it's just so yeah mm. it's, it's so rarely not on his terms no exactly contact is so rare so I, I keep thinking well I'd love to see Marrow play six for he might play six for England because Robshaw's out and they might put Launchbury and who am I thinking of and Cruz in the second row Marrow at six but how do you not pick CJ Stander at six of the Lions the difference between Marrow and CJ Stander is Marrow is quite big so when he's running into contact you've got bigger areas to tackle while CJ Stander runs quite low so it's, it's, diff- like, it's difficult to get underneath him it's like tackling a really agile prop in a sense isn't it almost because mm. those body types body yeah. types harder to tackle like you'd rather tackle a you'd rather tackle an upright javelin than a cannonball that's kind of it is that right yeah yeah okay yeah yeah but I yeah see, he's a, he's kind of a did you ever did you see we might have done this before on the pod did you see the um, player mic thing that CJ Stander did yeah the way he talks on the field. I think we have done that in the pub yeah, before. Yeah, very South African is the way he talks on the field. Yeah, not yeah. much not much Irish lilt there. No. How's it, Oaks? Yeah. So that's really interesting, actually. Really, I enjoyed that. Um, so, yeah, I'm going four home wins, which is not very daring, but it's what I think. So a little bit of rugby news coming your way, David. Ben Ryan, fresh off the back of leading Fiji to gold medals. Mm-hmm. He's left the island, mm. ran out of his land, and he's now a consultant in the Welsh camp for the Six Nations, which I thought was a little bit strange, and that's Why? not because it's not because of Ben Ryan and what he's done and what he could potentially deliver to Wales. I find it strange because um, he's not had any involvement with Wasps, and normally, oh, yeah. No- yeah. normally Wales hire anyone that's had an affiliation with Wasps. Yeah, that is a bit of a pre-work... Josh pre- Lucy. Pre- pre-work with it, pre-work with it. Josh Lucy was here, involvement in Wasps, what gone. What did Josh do? Don't know. That was the burning question. Oh, right. He looked good. Wore yeah. Hackett. Wore a lot of Hackett yeah, around the place. Yeah, dressed as well, but I, ex- I expect Josh did actually do quite a lot. I yeah, think. he did. He, he's trying to increase participation and support and stuff with Welsh Rugby, yeah. so he... I can't imagine him lying, you know, being idle. I certainly can't imagine that. No, no, not at all. So, yeah, Ben Ryan's in, which... What do you reckon, then? Um... There's nothing, Why not? right, there's nothing wrong with it at all. You know, he, what he's done with Fiji and the, the skill set, and you know, he's in there for skills, really. He's in there for catching and passing because we all know how important that is in sevens to make sure everything is crisp. Yeah. Um, so I think it's good. I think it's a fresh voice. Um, he'll challenge the coaches. He'll look at Wales and have his own input. Um, so him and Alex King, I think, will be brilliant for Wales. I'm really looking forward to it because... 
they've not been challenged these coaches in Wales for a long time, good or bad. But it's, it's always good to have a new voice in there to keep people thinking. Yeah, and what what I know of Ben Ryan is is all is all good. Um, uh, two things I know about Ben Ryan. One is that he will say what he thinks, and he's a very bright guy, and he will challenge things if he doesn't agree with them, which is really healthy, I think. Um, and in, in an environment like that, where there's so much at stake um, in a, such a short period of time, but also when I injured my Achilles years ago, I was out for 20 months in the end. I played a half a match for Newbury, sort of a comeback, my first match, and he was the head coach of Newbury at the time. Yeah. So I went to a couple of training sessions and we were like doing a handling drill sort of thing and I was in the second line behind the backs. Can I just ask you a genuine question while yeah. you're talking about Newbury? When you went there, were you, without being too arrogant, were you miles above their level? Did you notice a massive difference? Yeah, I was way Yeah, up. yeah, okay. No, not really. No. <laughs> not really. Um, bear in mind, I hadn't played for a, over a year and a half. Okay. And I was blowing, blowing, blowing. Um, well, I, actually, a couple... Well, firstly... Well, we've talked about this forever, but firstly, um, we're in training and it was like a handling, decision-making drill. And Ben Ryan just said to me, because my first session with Newbury, because I played for Bath or whatever, and I had a couple of caps or whatever, and not anyone else whatever. there did. I know, right? Yeah. So he obviously thought I was better than I was. Probably turned up in your English stash. He's like, you? Flats, if you want to step in at 10... Cause all the... <laughs> I know all the forwards had to be in the second wave and he was like flats if you step, if you say anything and you want to step up as first receiver yeah, step up and call it go for it you know just bring someone on a dummy switch and put it through yeah I looked at the lads and I was like uh yeah. the other prop Rod Faulkner I remember the top man and I was like yeah I ain't going at 10 mate I don't normally catch the ball yeah I'm yeah, trying just to avoid that rucks. mate I'm just going to ruck inspect yeah but yeah in that game the one thing I remember was I just I was just trying to get through it without getting without tearing my Achilles again and one of the first the scrum the guys against in the scrum was just like basically caving in and going on the floor so he didn't go backwards so he did it one time too many and all I wanted to do was scrummage and I've been desperate to scrummage for 20 months Mm. and I I hated it so I just I'm not proud of it but I just swung a left hander in and just smacked him a couple of times and I just was so angry and like pumped up and the hooker I forget his name for Newbury all got split up and everything the hooker was like we don't do that here we don't do that I was like Oh my god! Like getting told mm. off by my own team, yeah, for chinning a guy who's cheating. How like, dare you? Yeah, how dare you? This is where we live. So yeah, I was a bit like, ooh, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love that club. But Ben was uh, Ben was the coach there. That that's it. That yeah, is, so okay, we've got him now in Wales for a bit. Um, I saw read something in the paper today. Um, Cheryl Calder. Calder. Yeah, yeah. She's put a eye fitness. Eye fitness. She does eye fitness and vision coaching? Yeah. Okay. She worked for Apple. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's put a ban on mobile phones, or she's trying to limit the use of mobile phones. And I know the reason why. Well, the reason why was in the paper, um, because she reckons that whilst you're on your phone, there's well, partly they bore her in because a lot of the English squad are going blind because there's nothing else to do in Pennyhill Park. Uh-huh. Um, but when you're on your phone. There's no eye movement, is what she's saying. You're static. You're looking at your phone, your eyes are static. And if you don't see something, you can't make a decision, is basically what she's saying. Got so it. you're Got training it. your eyes to stay static, whilst if you're not on your phone, your eyes are moving around. Hopefully, then that will transfer on to the training field. It must be difficult for the boys who are single mind. Yeah, I know. You know, they just have Caught to. Tinder in the team room. Yeah, can you get some sort of plastic finger on a drill and it just goes round and round swiping to the right yeah you know what I mean automated swipage yeah so what are your your thoughts on that mate is that going to win is that going to win England a Six Nations and a World Cup 
on its own, no, but then... No. No, but then would would everyone losing 2% body fat win England a World Cup? No, but it's... No. Li- no, but these things add up, you know, so... I, okay. I, I, did a, I did one tour or two tours when Cheryl called was with England and... It was fine. I mean, it didn't. I don't think it. I only did it a couple of, literally a couple of sessions. So I probably did it two hours total ever. Yeah. But I know there are guys whose opinions I respect entirely, and who I know wouldn't endorse her if they didn't have to, because they're not getting paid to endorse did, her. Did guys, you, guys like Benny Kay. Yeah. Said, you know, really, really good, really helpful. So, did you have to have any one-on-ones with her? Because you you do get a bit of a lazy eye, and she probably um, thought that it was. I think she felt sorry for me. I think she would yeah. have had one-on-ones with me if there was any chance of me actually playing in any of the games. Okay. But I was, I was, that was my Achilles injury on that tour. So I was on tour for five weeks with England, mm-hmm. four weeks with England in New Zealand and Australia, and I didn't do, in four weeks, I didn't do one training session. I didn't put my boots on once. I was injured just before the tour. They're like, come with us, we'll get you fixed. Every day, and Barney the physio, Barney Kenny. Yeah great fella every day we would pick a time slot that worked for us both like when the other lads were off on the pitch and we walked up to the gym do a bit of weights bit of rehab and I was basically on a four week bender did you get paid like the basic salary but minus like match bonuses and stuff like that uh, this is this is really crass because it's talking numbers but should I just tell you because it was so long ago it's like 2004 no. no you don't have to tell us but did you yeah so who's the winner well I remember I remember feeling really bad about it um, thinking this isn't right because actually someone Should you give it back one member of staff actually I assumed I wasn't getting any I assumed I wasn't getting any money I didn't yeah. know I was getting paid I thought, I thought I was going to get fit that was the point but in the end I didn't and just got drunk instead but then um, did work really hard on my rehab but anyway I remember like the week before the end of the tour they said uh, do you want to just go home because you're not going to play or 10 days before the end do you want to just go home and I was like look mate I've been here this long I'll just stay and I'll get rehab twice a day and I'll get instead of sitting at home I'll get blotto whatever I'll get blotto with the lads and um, he was like oh right so you want to stick it out for the tour fee do you and I was like what tour fee I'm getting paid I didn't know till the last week or ten days whatever it was I was actually getting paid for the mm, whole trip of course you didn't I genuinely didn't okay. I, I swear on your life I actually didn't yeah. real bonus though yeah yeah bet, boots, boots, boots were brand new brand spanking biggest news in Wales this week mate has been you must have heard of it Alan Wynne-Jones now captain of, Wave, of Wales. Alan Wynn. Yeah. It's not how he talks. He talks like that. Yeah. He does talk like that. Okay. Irish, is he? Yes. Yes. Top of the morning too. Alan Wynn. Um, which I think is a good decision, boy. Um, it is a good decision. He's... It won't make any difference to the team whatsoever because he's a big talker anyway. So people are probably more used... To, the boys are probably more used to his voice in the team room than Sam's because Sam's probably talks a little bit less than someone like Alan Wynn and he's a colossal man I've got a lot of love for him he's Wales' most consistent performer a natural leader, a great player fits the bill perfectly and someone like the Wales captaincy won't affect him as a player and it just what, what Wales are trying to do mate is get Sam Warburton back up to that level that you know he can play because they need him there so now Sam's not captain there's less pressure on him he can go out and do what he wants. He's got a big, big point to prove. And I think it's a good decision all round. What are your thoughts, mate? I agree entirely. Uh, I, want, I As a rugby fan, as a Sam Warburton fan, I want to see him back to his best. And whatever it takes to get in there, I'm, as long as it's legal, I'm up for that. Um, I think he's an absolute ox around the ball, around the breakdown. Mega strong, mega, mega strong when he's at his best. Yeah. For me, when he's at his 
where if he gets back to form, he's the lion seven. Okay, the, the issue the issue Wales have got as well, I think, with him losing the captaincy and Alan Wynn taking it is the fact that Justin Tipperick is playing so well at the moment. Yeah. He's playing in a great team at the Ospreys. The Ospreys are doing well. He is shining every single game. He's a different player to Sam. You know, he's he's more of a Martin Williams type of player. You know, so if if Wales want to play a little bit more and want to play a little bit wider and they need that link man, they need that forward that can easily slot into the backs at centre, anywhere at wing because he's got pace as well. He is the man, so there's a little bit of pressure on Sam because Tipperick might start in the seven slot. Might do. Um, I think there's a good chance Sam Warburton could play six. There, there is at the moment because Falatau's injured, so I think Moriarty will start at eight. Yeah, with Tom Young, Thomas Young on the bench maybe. Possibly, yeah. Hope so. Um, I, I'd love Sam Warburton to start playing brilliant again. Ideally, not against England. But um, but I also, Alan Wynn, for me, is... I'm going to say it, he is the best Welsh player of his generation. Mm, Buffalo Bill. I think, yeah, it's a good one, yeah, actually. From uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Yeah, it puts the lotion on its skin. Mm. Um, but I, I, Shane Williams is more magical. Um, you uh, had better hair, but I think Alan Wynn is the, he is the greatest player of his generation, I think, in, in Welsh player. I think he is, mm. he's he, is he is, he's not flash, but I think in what he churns out on a weekly basis... And the ball he provides for other more obviously brilliant players, I think, is um, verging on phenomenal. I would say, I'd say he's verging on a rugby phenomenon for his shape and size, wouldn't you? Well said. Thank you. We've got some questions, Tommy. Brilliant. Uh, first one was emailed in by Fletch to the London Economic, actually, which is a website, a big website that's run by a mate of mine, a gym buddy. Yeah, um, do you uh, smash out neck sessions together like Anthony Joshua? That's just for me and AJ, mate, yeah? Bro, right. yeah. it's just for me and my bro, so don't, OK? So, uh, Ollie Mack, good guy, um, he runs the London Economic, and the question from Fletch is, Shanks, just how good was Gavin Henson? Gavin Henson was an incredible player, mate. Was but he? such a waste of talent because he didn't play enough times for Wales. He's still mm. playing now, I think he... I'm not sure if he's still injured or back, but he could still be doing a job for Wales. He was like, he was slightly ahead of his time in the fact that, well, not even ahead of his time. Um, he would still do a job now because there's not that many ball players at 12 around. Ball players that can also do a job defensively and, and in attack. You know, you've got Farrell uh, in England, you've got Mar Nonu, who used to play for the All Blacks, but Henson could have been up there with some of the greats. He was really easy to play outside because he played 12 I played 13 he got targeted a lot because you know he, he spent a lot of time on his appearance mm. you know he didn't like his wrists so he had long compression tops on he didn't like his his legs and his shorts being too high so he stitched a little bit of short extra onto his mm. uh, well not him personally his gran mm. um, really but, didn't like his wrists no never never but you know when he got the ball in his hand and I know people say it's a lot about people having time on the ball. He did. You know, a lot of people panic when they get the ball and they got a, they, their head's thinking too fast. He was very cool under pressure. He'd make the right decisions. He had a great pass on him, so he wasn't a selfish player. He'd put people into holes, into space. He was good to run off. He worked hard. And, you know, when he wanted to, when his head was on, he could hit. You look at Matthew mm. Tate, you know... Turned him inside out. He made plenty of big hits. Yeah, he he made loads. So he was brilliant to play outside. But it's a shame, really, that he took a year out of rugby, which effectively ended his international career. Never quite came back from that. But he gets a bad rep. 
and a lot of that is down to him on the on the sauce and having a few beers and losing it a little bit like that. But take that away from him, a lovely bloke. Got plenty of time for him, loads of time for him. Yeah, um, funny, when I was working at Bath, when he arrived at Bath under mm. Gary Gold and um, went out to watch training once, another busy day, and it never quite translated to the field uh, of play, but watching him train, the like first week he was there, his, basically, his catching, passing, kicking, that stuff, it was just better than everyone else. Mm. There were loads of internationals on the field, and you're like, this guy is literally better. The core skills are having hardly played for the last couple of seasons. He is noticeably better at all of these things than everyone else. OK, it was in training, but, I mean, he was some, you know, prospect, wasn't he? It's uh, You're right, it's a shame it didn't work out. Right, another question from Rory Turbot. Um... Morning, gents. Hiya. It's actually afternoon here, but thanks a lot. Um, did you ever have a teammate who used to always try and scrap with other teammates in training? Mama Molotika. I wouldn't want to fight with him. He would, he'd, well, he wouldn't really scrap with teammates as such, but he did love a scrap. Um, can you think of anyone who used to scrap in-house? Yeah. Danny Hipkiss. Absolute yeah. nutcase in training. Such a lovely man. Such a lovely man. And on that, I mean, on that subject, interesting uh, question that from Rory, because today on the way here in the car, I got a phone call from Darren Garforth, who used to play for Leicester, who I'm sure we've spoken about before. He definitely doesn't listen to podcasts, so I can say what I like. Um, it's all going to be complimentary. But he was, I was on, he was the first guy I ever saw properly try and kick the shit out of someone in a training session yeah. in a game of touch. Paul Volley, the wasp flanker in an England session it was. Like, you know when people run, run through the touch? really annoys me. It's like you touch them and they just keep running. Very annoying. Vol's just like backed into Daz and tried to knock him out of the way and run like shrug him off in a game of touch. Daz spun him around and smacked him straight in the jaw. Vol's was straight back in. It was like a proper man's punch-up. I was like, jeepers, you know. Yeah. Um, we, we used to do... There wasn't a huge amount of scrapping at Bath, but there was a bit. I mean, we had, don't forget, we had sort of Humphreys. We had Grucock and Borth. We, we had Alex Crockett, who was very hard boy. Loved yeah. scrapping. Harder Rob than me. Haw- Harder not than as hard me. as you. No, good. Rob Hawkins, a hooker, love scrapping, tough boy. You know, so we, we did have a bit at Bath. Um, Tom James. Oh, yeah. Cardiff Winger, now, yeah. Tough. He told me before he's a tough boy, actually. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't mess with him at all. Do you know who you wouldn't mess with? I remember it's a 21 session, mine, so it's a few years ago. We had a prop Paddy something, can't remember his name. But McGuinness. he he Paddy, I can't remember. Not Paddy McGuinness. He. But he um, like palmed palmed Ben Cohen in the face, yeah. Just to like stay face up and like faced off each other, and he palmed him off, and Ben Cohen absolutely battered him. Really? Yeah. Mm. Mega powerful dude. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah, uh, Julian White just I um, mean just love hitting people. Danny Grucock got dropped by Bath for the only time in his career about a month before the end of his career, mm. and that training session was full contact just after he got dropped. It was absolute carnage. It was carnage. He was just trying to kill everyone. Um, but yeah, we we all had a few in training. Um, a lot, a lot of people in training. A lot of boys, you know, and you know, you you have that agreement, don't you? Where you won't run too hard at them. They won't run too hard at you. I always yeah. remember in the World Cup in two thousand and seven, out in France, and we were doing this one on one drill, and you know, we, we were in a group, and Gethin Jenkins was in the group, Martin Williams was in the group, Dwayne Peel was in the group. You know, we had a bit of an agreement mm. that we'd run. S- softer into contact I always remember you know I ran against Mellon Gethin and you know he tackled me I fell down straight away and then yeah. when it was his turn 
and I had to tackle him, he properly put the shoulder on me. <laughs> properly <laughs> put it. Oh, my, like, I was like Red Ross then, mate. Honestly, I, I had a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted him. Remember, um, yeah, that's what, I remember being in an English session and being partnered up with Mark Regan for one-on-one hits, one-on-one tackling, and they video it. Yeah. And, like, if there's going to be a gentleman's... I didn't want a gentleman's because it wasn't like I was tackling Jonah Loma. I wanted to do it properly and, like, yeah. get better. It was like a Tuesday, you know, we don't have a game the next day. I just wanted to make an impression. And he's like, gentleman's bab, gentleman's bab, gentleman's, 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 winking at me and nodding, winking at me and kept saying gentleman's. I was like, Ronnie, they can fucking hear you. Gentleman's bab, gentleman's, gentleman's, gentleman's. And you're like, Ronnie, we know, mate. Everyone heard you. Everyone heard you. So I tackled him properly once, and he's like, Oi, Bab, don't be asshole, don't do that, I told you, gentlemen. And then they like, get to the meeting the next day, the next that night, and they're like, Ronnie, we can hear you saying gentlemen's flats. Why are you having gentlemen's agreement? You're 20 years old and you're having gentlemen's in training. Like, they hated it. I was like, I didn't want to, but Ronnie told me to and didn't make it, make <laughs> it so obvious. Like, it was Ronnie, it wasn't me. Yeah, do we? If he told you to jump in front of a bus, would you? Mm. Um, yeah, a few scrappers in training. Cool. I got a question on Twitter from Mike Borkip. He says, Hi, lads. Hi, yeah. Reckon Rocco. As a shot at Lions, despite being overlooked by England, Christian Wade did it. So do you? Re- yeah, but he was he was brought in through injury, wasn't he? He was called out. Technicality, yeah. semantics. He was out on tour already, so he was fit. Um, they didn't pick anyone that had time off, you know. So they picked people from tours. Um, but could that apply to anyone? So first off, do you think Rock will have a shot? Despite being overlooked by England, I don't think he will get in the Lions without playing for England. I think those days are gone um, if he's not currently playing for England um, and I reckon that's the same for anyone at the moment so I think if you don't play for your if you're not first choice or second choice playing for your country in this year's Six Nations unless there's a copious amount of injuries you won't get in the lines you're not in okay I think, I think Rocco does have a shot I think what doesn't help him is that in his first cap for England he got Smashed, he got smashed by Julian Savea, who he'd be playing against in the summer, and he had a quiet game for the rest of the 80 in that game against the All Blacks. That wouldn't help, mm. but he's a lethal finisher. Lethal, lethal, he sure is, boy. Uh, lethal, lethal. But I think, no, I think they're, they're I think the romance of the uncapped player is gone, but I think there might well be players who aren't starting for their countries who go on this trip. Yeah, that's a good question, Mike. Look at your look at you know, look at your lock situation for England. There's definitely three English locks that could go, yeah. And, you know, there's only two starting spots, Tom. I've always said it. Can't get three and a two, can you? Can't get three and a two, boy. All right, well, that's it. That's That'll all, that's it, all we've it? got time for. It's nearly an hour, anyway. I've got to go and pick up my kids some street dance now. <laughs> do you do yeah. a little bit as well? well? If I get there early enough, I join in, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's just it's my cup of tea. Um, well, don't forget to contact us Oh, yeah. We never Twitter, do that anymore, do we? At Flats and Shanks. Yeah, we still do it, boy. OK. Um, on email, which is contact at flatsandshanks.com or go on our Facebook, which is... Flats and Shanks, so plenty of ways to contact us. Let us know what you think the forfeit should be uh, for the loser of the oh, yeah. Hyping Cup. I go with Munster, Flats has gone with Saracens. We want something realistic, don't we? Let's see what happens, yeah, Tommy? Yeah. All right. Ta da, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.